Welcome to PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvombi. Thanks for taking the time to listen to yet another episode. I hadn't recorded in quite some time now. It's been one of those whirlwind of weeks, to be honest. And in the last couple of days, I've had this weird experience where some of the things I'd like to really speak on had to be better informed on even more material being consumed, either genre specific or just research based upon that which i came across that felt like it was worthy of being put into context here and even by following that path alone it's been one of those weird experiences where i for one for example this morning when i woke up i wanted to make a few artistic contributions to some work that i'm working on and i'm so close to the finish line yet the concentration level in order to actually execute that which is needed has been very lacking and it, it, it's weird i i want to get this done i am driven to make, get this done but my imagination seems to want more time to i think boot itself to make things actually come to life and maybe it's because the last couple of weekends i've had back-to-back events that when you get on stage there's a lot of creativity that gets pulled out of you um from the kicking of freestyles to just figuring out how to hype a track and everything and so a big shout out to hip-hop nights for the first anniversary show big shout out to boombox for their second month running and being grim in the first weekend to actually rock i actually thoroughly enjoyed that and i continue to try my level best to better my circumstances in regards to performance and creation because i'll be completely honest i've had a a one track collaboration that i have not really made the move required of me since i began to to write it down It, it it's it's a weird place to be when you're almost certain of what you want to speak on but it kind of goes left and you didn't expect for it to go left. It's 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 hilarious, but I'm I'm glad I get the chance to actually polish up on that. I'm currently on a listenership of Lee Child books, and I have to admit, there's a the, the pattern of how he writes. It's very very beautiful to listen to, as far as the audiobooks go. And I'm so far I'm on his second book, and there's a way he informs on his characters. For example, the Lee Child books that I'm following as we speak, are books uh, on the character Jack Reacher. And there's been movies made based on it by Tom uh, Tom Cruise, but I think it's a better place to be if you listen to the book or read the book and you look at the movie The Equalizer, I think you probably have a better output of what Jack Reacher would be if you watch The Equalizer. That's just my sentiment. Speaking of movies, there's a movie I had been... I've heard of it from time to time, but when I heard about it again, and it's actually literally still tied to the whole Jack Reacher element, and it's also thanks to an episode of um, the Joe Rogan podcast where Joe Rogan was interviewing Malcolm Gladwell, probably one of my favorite podcasters out there and writers. The way he writes his stories, the way he writes his books, he's very, very keen to make sure by the time we get to the very last chapter of the book or the very last few seconds of a topic, he is explaining why he began the way he began. I'd probably say Malcolm Gladwell is a big influence in how PBE Daily is created. And a big thank you to all the friends I came across, my main man, the minimal animal. He told me that he, he he likes the pattern of how 
this podcast actually tries as much as possible to explain itself in that we don't just take topics and just speak on topics we actually take the time to really pay attention to the details therein and i've always wanted to make sure more my thoughts are streamlined now back to the joe rogan interview and it was when he when Malcolm Gladwell was talking about the books he enjoys reading and he because he does more reading than writing uh, that sorry than watching of shows and when he was uh, we were saying this I started considering like maybe I should also try find time to also read but since I'm always drawing or I'm trying to finish other artworks I listen more of the to the content that I want to actually put out and everything and here's something I came across he mentioned Lee Child's writings and I wanted to check it out. He also mentioned the movie Serpico when he was trying to explain how the different kinds of law shows are made things like CSI and things like that. And when he was talking about the movie Serpico, I'd never watched Serpico. Serpico was a movie that was it came out in 1973 starring uh, a much younger Al Pacino. And when you look at the movie I didn't know that it was based off of true events. The detective in the story is the guy named Serpico and he grew up with this ideal of what the police are. And this ideal of what the police are, he really really hoped to contribute to that existence and even better that which was being a law-abiding citizen or being an enforcer of the law. But the tragic tragic thing he finds out is the law is flawed. That police officers are actually more corrupt than anything else and because they're so corrupt they're not the kind of people you should look up to. <coughs> Sorry about that. He always wanted to be a cop as in the ideal of police officer he wanted to become that. And seeing that situation maybe think about this topic and the topic is when you have this aesthetic in your head of what a certain field is and what that field is going to provide to the world be it its audience be it um its conduct and everything that comes in with it and then you finally find out that those things are completely not the manifestation that you had in your head and then you end up either having to toe the line or join in on that which is the corrupt system that you find and that conflict of interest i see that it being put out in so many movies sometimes and it's so subliminal that it it sometimes goes way past us but i keep on looking at that because that ideal and that archetype thing is something i've always had a problem with it's affected my judgment when it comes to religion it's affected my judgment when it comes to uh, something as simple as everyday activity and I'd be remiss if I said sometimes when I think of something and I finally meet the thing and it falls short it really is disappointing. I've had this problem since I think my early teens when I was 13 14 is when I started seeing class lines and then I I got into certain fields that I was really curious about like say for example when I met my favorite rappers when I was 19 and to see that that which they preach sometimes hits them so hard they need substance in order to cope with it they become victims of the circumstances in that you are so surrounded and so soaked neck deep into 
the social ills as far as you hope for the best but then all those hopes get shattered right left and center and as a result you try and numb yourself just to go through it and seeing that at 19 the ideal of what i had in my head of what these gentlemen were i tossed that aside cut to you get into activities like my practice in faith and the kind of conduct you'd have where here we are claiming that we believe in the same doctrine and the same god yet because my church was made out of iron sheets and your church is made out of stone you feel i am a lesser in this hierarchy that is supposed to make it to the heavens now take that into a in the profession of art and when you think of performers and how the performers when they come on stage and they sing a certain songs they don't practice what they preach it's it's never a fine line these things never go hand in hand and then i remember coming across the movie malcolm x and when you think about the archetype of malcolm x and i'm actually not surprised that this character has popped back into my head because over the weekend i came across the netflix series which i haven't finished yet that tries to find out who killed malcolm x and why he was killed and all that and in that series they try as much as possible to break down the situation and his circumstances and you think about malcolm little and what he went through becoming uh, a pimp a hustler uh, a person in prison so you're at the very bottom because while in prison is when you had to break the habit of the drugs you were taking and while in prison is where you find these believers in the teachings of the nation of islam and there you find redemption because these people allowed you to find the chance to find yourself and because they redeemed you because they saved your life before because they forged a path for you to follow and an ideal for you to want to be a part of you stayed loyal and true to that movement and then when it's shattered to you when you start realizing that sometimes not everything they said is what they did it it is a very saddening experience for a person where you grew up respecting something or you got taught about something that could be the path you're supposed to follow in life only to realize that that within is a facade a person tells you one thing and puts this one thing in front of your eyes and then it tells you like now that you know how the inner workings are you still have to maintain a straight face to those who you speak to and some of us and I'd, I'd like to think I'm one of those kind of people who there's a degree of hypocrisy that I I wouldn't necessarily like to have tied to myself I tend to overthink everything as far as most people are concerned and the ideals of what I would like to be remembered for and to even think along the lines of I want to be remembered these are things that eternally will be on the forefront of my debate towards the world i want to be successful i want to be the best that, that i ever could be but what i don't want to do is fall short and then complain about my falling short it's it's not easy for you to try be the most accurate depiction of that which is the perfect man uh, the perfect artist the perfect contributor to craft the perfect national figure you know and even in thinking about those things you start finding ways where you have to 
question if the resolve you're hoping to find is worth is worth even that search or in the first place and it feels like i'm going all over the place with this one but the ideal is this the character Mark Serpico in the movie Serpico, he wanted to be the perfect cop. He wanted to be a person who actually stops crime and makes crime not continue to thrive in the neighborhoods he stays in. But then you think about how in many places across the globe, there are stories that tie to how does corruption fester so aggressively that even you who believes in the ideal of, of, um, of what perfection is, you feel like you should fight this uphill battle to be the perfect example and it's weird because i watched the movie serpico and then i came across the movie that came out of, i believe it was earlier this year or late last year a movie called 12, 12 i think it's 21 bridges something like that and these stories because i always liked shows about the law and things like that but i have this respect for uh, anything that becomes what is the uphold of civic duty and law and all that that's why i can still remember things like the loyalty pledge and all that and it's because the ideal of law and order is what makes it possible for most of us to actually just conduct ourselves with a perfect decorum it's not the wild west or it's not just the dark ages and just the middle ages but just existing for the sake of existing there's there's measures put in place in order for us to counter any of our animal tendencies if for lack of a better way to put it and think of it this way let's let's now go to the most far-fetched angle possible emperor constantine needed christianity to be made more of a national faith in order to be able to control the people of his country he justified that in his own way now i'm paraphrasing and i'm reaching when it comes to this i'm trying too hard to make this tied together but i feel like some of these things inform each other the ideal of law and order means that no one will question that which is what you do when you sit in a matatu and you think about how the cop is going to stop the matatu and then the the driver will have to just give something like a tip of some sort to get out of trouble i didn't know that behind the scenes police officers are given quotas of what they're supposed to take as bribes to bring back to the shop or to bring back to the police station sometimes you actually did absolutely nothing but because there are quotas that are supposed to be met by these members of law enforcement the people the public has to suffer in order for him to be able to make even a semblance of minimum wage or something like that and it made me start questioning this whole element of those things which you consider some of the most noble jobs ever created tend to not make the best money. Growing up, when you thought about doctors, these people heal the sick, they make sure that you're well taken care of. Police officers, they uphold the law, they make sure that it's safe for us to actually live our lives and be successful out here. Teachers, they take the time out of their lives to impact other people's lives in order to educate them enough to have a fighting chance in this world. When you think about these three professions, they are three of the most poorly paid people across the globe. So I'm not shocked when I find out that certain doctors do not conduct certain forms of treatment because they hope to make successful gains thereafter by waiting for you to get even sicker. They will not completely address uh, a disease with the perfect cure. They'll just give you placebos in order to get you just close enough to being well that you have to pay another visit. 
teachers will only do that which is the bare minimum, which is I'll give you the curriculum, I will explain the curriculum to the point where you can actually pass an exam but not internalize the knowledge being passed to you. And as long as I make sure that you make it to the next grade, nothing else matters. Just keep flooding them through. Just get them out, get them out, get them out. As soon as we're covering all these people and they're gone, it's all good. We'll move on to the next thing. When you think about these things and you even try to consider where this stands, it kind of sucks, uh, to be to be honest. And then now take that and now imagine just being a person in the visual world and you want to make the money, but you also want to make work that is impactful enough for resolutions to be made and for a generation to be impacted enough to try emulate or even try surpass that which you're trying to do. I'm so stuck in my ways in that sometimes I'm asked to do things in short measure in order to, to mass produce that which I'm making, but I can't afford to do that because I know quality of work is very, very important to me. I'm to a certain extent uh, detail-oriented. And because I'm so detail-oriented, I'd like to have the work that I make aggressively represent that. Making money to be successful, I would love to get to the level where I make so much that I don't have to question it. But I also feel in order to be true to that which is my passions in every field I'm in, I am willing to take small coins, get to a level where the respect given to me for the work I create is so high that I can refuse lower figures and gain with higher figures. That's how I see things. And I am fully aware and I accept the fact that it does take time and I'm okay with it. Being content with the fact that it does take time is probably not one of the first things people enjoy listening to or come across or even want associated with that which they do. But I'm my own personal quality control. And because I will overthink the quality of work I'm creating, I know by the time it comes out, it will be far beyond that which the next person expects. And especially this year with the kind of lineup of comic books I'd like to create and with the lineup of authors that have already locked down, this is the work I'm creating. It's not upon a client to see if the work is beyond the best i'd like to make it easy on the client to have them look at that which has been created and know that they're not being sold short selling a client short is the last thing i want to do and whatever it takes for me to be able to execute that i shall these are the kind of things i debate so when i think about a character like mark sarpico i think i think that was his name i think it's mark or something like that to think about how he wanted to be the perfect cop and see how it made him suffer that he even exiled himself from the city he grew up in. To see a character like Michael Max suffer because he couldn't believe that the ideal he was looking at fell short. To think about how many people who they are victim of circumstances and corruption becomes why they do what they do. Should we not try as much as possible to have more than one person attempt at being the best? or being a better version of that which has been the stereotype and the existing fact. A very open-ended way to leave an episode, but it's just something to consider because I can say there's no answers I've found so far for how I'd like this thing to turn off or to turn out. And I will play my part to be the best version of me that could possibly exist. So, say it with me. Be Caesar 
or be nothing at all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to yet another episode. We'll keep it pushing. We'll keep on getting the agenda going. 1,600 listens worldwide. I am grateful, eternally grateful for that. Small steps to make great things come to pass. Until next time. Oh no. <laughs>